Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. We hope you enjoyed this segment from our 2021 Boise Reformation Conference. We had Dr. Robert Godfrey and Dr. Terry Johnson talking about the importance of worship. So please enjoy this segment now. There are several questions that are, are similar in nature that I think might be helpful to ask all of them at the same time so you get the general sense. So the, the first one says, the more I learn about Reformed worship, the more discontent I am with worship at my church. How can I share what I have learned with my pastor without be appearing critical? And then the second is, what resources would you recommend to help guide an elder board in examining a God-honoring Worship, And then the other one that's related to that is, how can a church move towards a more biblical view and practice of worship without losing the church in the process? That's you? No, that's you. That's clearly you. Well, I think um, I'll start off and say, I I think the spirit with which that first question comes, namely, how can I uh, be helpful to my pastor without being critical, uh, is, is the right spirit to go at it uh, and to maybe make suggestions of books to read or um, some specifics to reflect on. I, I think the reality is that some pastors will be open to that and some pastors won't. And uh, if you're in the situation where you have a pastor who's open, willing to learn and to reflect and make some changes, then you can really be helpful. And if you face a pastor who won't, then you have a really, I think, fundamental choice before you. Either you stay and put up with what you're experiencing, or you have to find a church that is more faithfully following the Bible. And that that can often be an extremely difficult uh, choice to make. But um, uh, we we have to face the the fact that there are Christians who are resistant to uh, learning new things out of the Bible. Yeah, I just I guess I, I agree. It just depends. In the PCA, I think the battle lines are pretty clearly drawn in most, in most cases. People have been exposed to both sides, and they, are, they have aligned themselves. They're either uh, more open to a contemporary direction, or they are convinced that what we need to do is what we've always done in previous uh, epics. Um, and so there isn't... Um, I think amongst, generally in the PCA, you're either one or the other. And I don't think there's a lot of openness to receiving uh, other uh, points of view. However, there were so many things, and speaking personally, that I just had never thought of before. And it took, you know, I read Robert Rayburn's book, um, O Come, Let Us Worship, back in the 
early 1980s, and it was, it was just eye-opening. And then I read Hughes Old, and I just had never thought of any of these things before. Um, and so there was a growing process for me. Uh, uh, so I was coming out of a revivalistic Baptist background where the service was conducted like a revival service. That's all I knew. And then I went to an Anglican theological college and that kind of broke up that paradigm and so I was open and it was reading uh, some books and then participating in the, some services where I started to awaken to the fact that there were, there were better ways of doing all of these things and more biblical ways. So I guess it just depends. Is, is, is this an open-minded, um, open to the spirit, open to the scriptures who, person who, who, you know, if you said, well, get this. I gave a lecture at the Twin Lakes Fellowship, which is the PCA's historic worship group. They get together once a year in Jackson, Mississippi. And RC was out in the audience and I gave a lecture on the Lectio Continua reading of Scripture and went through the historical background and the biblical reasons and what we just looked at with 1 Timothy 4.13. And at the end of it, he announced to the circle around him, we're going to start reading Scripture in our services in a systematic way. So there's a case where there was openness on the part of somebody who... You know, just had to, he hadn't thought of it, apparently. Hard to believe about R.C. Things seem to be thought about everything. But he, hadn't, he, he just hadn't thought of it. And I think that may be the case with a lot of pastors. He just never thought of it before. And we ought to, you know, how do, what, why do we have a, prayer, a, a worship service that has virtually no prayer in it at all? How does that make any sense? Is there some openness to, you know what, there ought to be much more prayer in our service or much more Bible reading? And maybe that's a good point. Maybe begin with one issue rather than sort of tackling everything if you're talking uh, in a situation where uh, a, a pastor has not understood Reformed worship. You know, don't come with your checklist of 20 points that he needs to change by next Sunday. But um, yeah, raise the question, why are we not praying or why are we not reading the Bible? Um, what do, we, what do we call a worship service in which there's virtually no prayer? How does that even qualify? If we're not reading the Bible and we're not praying, how does that even, what, what do we call this service where we're all getting together and the Bible's hardly open and we're not praying? Don't get upset. I'm comforting you. Are you afraid that I'll get weepy again? No. no. That's okay. That, that was good. That was good. You would find no criticism from me if you got weepy. I'm sorry I set a bad example for you. I know. No, my church knows that you're not my problem. Um, I appreciate the fact that, that um, Dr. Johnson got to another question, which is, what is your favorite R.C. Sproul story? Maybe that's not your favorite, but you at least told an R.C. Sproul story. Yeah. story. Well, I guess my favorite R.C. Sproul story was... Uh, when I was part of a question and answer series, but we've already given this away, but uh, somebody asked a question uh, sort of contrasting that person's sentimental feelings with the sovereignty of God. And R.C. looked out at the crowd and apparently he'd said this before, but I'd never heard him say it before. And he just looked out and said, what is the matter with you people? And um, 
he, uh, he just then lit into them. Why, why do you come for, to a conference like this and clearly see none of the implications of anything you're being taught? I mean, um, uh, he always said it with a smile and in a wonderful way, but he could be quite confrontational. Um, and it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> My other favorite story would be when R.C. would do his John Gerstner imitation, uh, which was always. Yeah, the older he got, the less distance there was between R.C. and the imitation. But nonetheless, it was always fun. Um, I do want to just circle back. Um, you guys had the incredible ability to avoid part of this question about the resources. What would be what you would say are one, two, three resources that would be extremely helpful with people trying to become more biblical with regard to worship? Well, I think Dr. Old's books, um, Michael Horton has a book on worship, uh, Daryl Hart and John Meather have a book on worship, Terry Johnson has books on worship, John Calvin has a, a treatise that begins with reflections on worship, uh, the necessity of reforming the church. So there, there are a lot of good resources uh, available. I think Hughes Old's book is head and shoulders above everything else. And there's actually another one that's out of print that should never been allowed to get out of print called Themes and Variations for a Christian Doxology. Titles were not his strong suit. <laughs> uh, he wrote another book on, on um, baptism. I don't know if you ever saw that. It was something like the, um, the Reforming of the 16th Century Baptismal Rite was the yeah. title. And brilliant. It, that's a brilliant book. It, 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 it is brilliant. But that one there. Uh, but not the book to start with. Um, no. That one there, Hughes Old, Worship Reformed According to Scripture, to me it's head and shoulders above everything else and the depth of his knowledge, his scholarship. I think when he died, he took to the grave more knowledge about worship, particularly Reformed worship, than the rest of the world combined knew. We joked about this, but what, what role do emotions have in, in worship? They should be stamped out. <laughs> to all my elders present, except my resignation. <laughs> no, I, I think that I think that the truth, a good pr pr Puritan principle, the truth fires the heart. So you don't want to get those things reversed. You don't want to get the emotions going and, and base them on. You know, actually, at one of the Ligonier conferences, they had a very famous, nationally known preacher preach. And at the end of his sermon, I could hear my tears hitting the drop, the paper in, sitting on my lap. The tears, I could hear them hitting the paper. It was so wonderful. And then it was over, and I could not tell you a single thing he said. Um, and, and so there was a direct appeal to the emotions, but there was no informing of the mind. So it was not the mind moving the heart, it was the emotions being moved. And that to me is more like, um, well, I just, I don't think that's the proper order. But I think if the truth isn't moving, you don't understand the truth. If you don't understand the cross, the grace of God, the sovereignty of God, these things move us if we properly understand them. We can't be left uh, 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 emotionless when we contemplate the great things of God in Christ. No, I think that's exactly right. Our uh, uh, emotions are 
necessary and legitimate, but they are responsive to what we're hearing and experiencing. And I'm, I'm always struck how Paul in Romans 1 first talks about how the gospel is revealed, but then goes on to talk about how the wrath of God is revealed. Uh, we don't naturally know the wrath of God. It has to be revealed to us. And all of those things should evoke an emotional response. If we really understand the wrath of God, we ought to be filled with fear and, and anxiety until we find rest in the gospel, which also has to be revealed. So uh, I, I think, yeah, emotions will be very much present when we're really engaged uh, with the revealed truth of God. And I think for those leading services, I think that there should always be a tone of urgency about everything going on in the service. Because of what I was saying earlier about you have a finite amount of time. You need to make the most of it so that there's this, this note of urgency. The things you're praying about, they're so important. There should be some, you know, a dull, boring prayer. It should, that, that should never happen. There, there should be some urgency behind the prayer, urgency behind the preaching. Um, uh, because these are, these are the, the, the momentous things that we're dealing with. How would you respond to this? It isn't really the authority of Scripture churches struggle with today, but the sufficiency of Scripture. J.I. Packer said that to our class in England in the fall of 1977. And I really didn't understand what he was saying, but he turned out to be prophetic. It is, it's not in the inerrancy of Scripture or the authority of Scripture, it's sufficiency. Is it sufficient for our time? Or does the ancient context in which it was written not anticipate all the changes that have taken place, place that neutralize, uh, because we now are in a different context that neutralize the authority of Scripture? <laughs>